Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bet on Chicago. My name is Joy Christopoulos. Today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. And look, BetOnline, it's back. It's better than ever. And all eyes are on the gridiron as teams take the field for another football season. And as always, BetOnline it's your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface. There are more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So what are you waiting for? Head to the website or go on your mobile device right now to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And to get that, don't remember, always use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive that bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season, all at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming into the pod. Super excited to have a guest on. We talked uh, some while, uh, a good while ago, but uh, I want to bring him back. I want to just check up on him. He's doing so many great things for the community. I want to just continue to spread the good word about what he does. And also, I don't know, maybe talk a little football, maybe talk a little Chicago Bears too as well. He's the author of Trials to Triumph. He's a former NFL player and former collegiate national champ, Freddie Stevenson. Freddie, great to see you. Welcome back, man. How are you today? And I'm great, man. Uh, I appreciate you having me back on. It was fun last time, so I'm looking forward to the interview with you. Yeah, let's do it again, man. Um, and if you don't mind, maybe we can kind of run it back real quick for maybe some of the listeners that missed the first episode. And it has been a little while. You know, our listenership right here on Bet in Chicago, it's growing. I'm super happy and proud about that. So just talk a little bit about, you know, just the maybe the quick synopsis of Trials to Triumph a little bit. And just, you know, how how's the book going? And, you know, again, we talked last time. How's the response been? Because it seems people are really resonating just with your message. Yeah, man, it's been it's been a blessing. I, since the last time we talked, now I'm a best-selling author. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a blessing. Um, just the book talks about my story from being homeless, and now I'm a a person that pushes hope to the community, hope to the world, and I do a lot of different things in the community, a lot of different things across the country, just just pushing my message and giving back. And we'll get into a lot of that later in the interview. Yeah, just super excited and happy for you, man. Every time I look, you know, you're talking to someone else, whether it's a newspaper outlet or I see you doing Instagram videos all the time. Real quick, let's just maybe start there. Talk about maybe some of the I see you out and about, you know, doing a lot of charitable events with the community, working with little kids. It looks like you're involved in sports, too, as well. Just talk about some of the things that you're involved with in the Florida area. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, in August, I believe I did a back to school bash to get back to the community. We gave back to over 400 people, backpacks. Um, food for families in need. They took food home. And then we gave back to teachers as well. I know the teachers struggle and they often get overlooked. So we wanted to show them some appreciation. And I know um, coming up for Thanksgiving, we'll do a turkey drive to get back to some, some families in need that can't really afford to go out for Thanksgiving and get all the food. So we're going to give back to them as well. But um, yeah, we do a lot of different things in the community. Um, just continuing to push our message. And hopefully the thing I'm crossing my fingers on now is just we've been networking. A lot of different producers have reached out about the story, about possibly doing a documentary. Um, so we're trying to get that worked out before. I'm hoping to get it worked out in 2021. I know it takes a, pro- a, a while sometimes when you're dealing with these producers, but I'm hoping to put ink to paper before the end of 2021. 
Well, it's definitely a story that 1000% needs to be told. And in tandem with this episode, I'm actually going to air. You're the first time that you came on to as well to talk about some of the stories that you grew up with in your childhood, some of the obstacles, and obviously the trials that you overcame to lead to some of the triumphs that you're now experiencing in your life. Question for you in this documentary, is everyone going to be decked out in, uh, in 105 clothing line wear or like what's the what's the plan with that? Yeah, man, we got, we got, um, we're definitely gonna have them in the gear. And I've actually, um, I got a lot of different designs on the website, but recently I made a struggle made shirt and, um, I'm going, I'm going to send you a, a picture of that in the, in the DMs, but everybody, they seen the struggle made shirt and they're just like, man, like this, I just got over this obstacle. Like this shirt just resonates and it makes me feel great about what I just overcame. And people have been reaching out and that shirt's been the one that's been going crazy so that may be the shirt i have everybody wearing yeah and, um, but i mean it's dope a lot of people like a lot of the different gear but the struggle made shirt for some reason people will resonate with that one. absolutely because well your story is very you know unique especially to yourself but i just think a lot of people can relate to that and you're bringing up something that's really interesting and i think i don't know maybe just in a general way there really is a lot of power and not just overcoming the obstacle and and looking back and hey i achieved this something but reflecting back on everything that it took to get there all the little steps that went along the way whether it's people that helped you out whether it was you know some sort of support from an outside force maybe a support from you know the community and the charity works that you're doing through your you know through all your great work and i think people are really resonating with the fact that you know you still are able to be humble and be reflective of where you came from and use that as fuel to continue your success today. Yeah, without a doubt, man. And like you said, just those obstacles, overcoming them and, and looking back and being able to say, yeah, I overcame that. And there was a time where I was ready to give up. I didn't think that I, I could overcome it. So when the next obstacle presents itself, you have a little more confidence going into it. You know the things that you need to do to overcome. It's just all it is is it may be a little bit harder. It may not even be harder. It's just now it's another obstacle when things were going great and now you have to shift your mind back into war mode. And if you can get through it, you look back at it and you know that you have the tools to be able to overcome that obstacle. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Sometimes I think we can misunderstand or misinterpret when you overcome something, let's just say whatever it is in your life, and then other obstacles get in the way. Sometimes people can be like, man, I can't. I can't catch a break or, you know, this isn't, you know, you get that pessimism thing is something's always going against me. But to your point a little bit, I think now that you said, you said you have the tools. So every obstacle that comes in your way in life, you are prepared to handle that obstacle. You have that preparation, you have that skill set, and, and not to say that, you know, you can't overcome each and every single thing, but once you put it all together, you know, sometimes when obstacles keep coming through your way, which they will in life, you have the toolbox to be able to overcome them. Without a doubt. I want to ask you, let's transition over to the football field a little bit because my Chicago Bears team is going through some trials uh, itself right now. And I know we're just going to talk about, you know, on the field stuff. Um, and I want to talk about Justin Fields. Uh, can you maybe just give a little bit of your your perspective, a little bit of your take of what you saw of what the coaching staff did or maybe didn't do with Justin Fields in his first rookie start against the Cleveland Browns? What was your takeaway, biggest takeaway from that game? Yeah, man, I was watching the game and it it was tough for him. He didn't he didn't have a chance to get comfortable at all. I think um it's early in the first quarter and Miles Garrett already had two sacks. <laughs> and man, um he just never had an opportunity to get comfortable. He, he's running around the pocket. Uh, 
it was it was a tough spot for for a rookie, and it kind of made me think back in the preseason when he said the game was was slow, and then it's like, damn, you go into that Browns defense like life comes at you fast. But <laughs> um, yeah, he never had an opportunity to get comfortable. I do think there were some, some situations where he held on to the ball a little bit long, but. Man, that that's his first game. You'll see how he bounces back. Hopefully, they give him another opportunity this week because the Browns. I know they were scared about him going up against that Rams defense, but that Browns defense is tough as well. So, hopefully, they give him opportunity to get in the rhythm. I don't really feel like they had a good game plan in play for place for him going into that game. It just didn't look like they had a great game plan in place, and he never was comfortable. Yeah, a little credit goes out to the Cleveland Browns. I think everyone's still kind of being like, hey, is this the Cleveland Browns or is this a good football team? I think they're starting to prove in a week-in, week-out basis. They're kind of a team that you don't want to face, right? I mean, tough, hard-nosed, fast, really come after you. My question for you as a former player, I don't know if you've ever been in a game situation like this before, but you know, you've know, you been in backfields before. You've had to deal with pass pro. You've had to deal with a lot of run blocking stuff. What does it feel like in those moments, maybe when a team's kind of got you on your heels a little bit, you know, maybe one play turns into three or four plays, you let up a couple of sacks, stuff gets a little tough on offense. You know, what is that like for a player to go through, you know, as a former running back and fullback yourself? And also, you know, what are some plays, in your opinion, that can help kind of maybe break that malaise and some of that 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 problems that maybe the Bears were having? Yeah, man, it's, it's tough when you're dealing with a team – like that, that can rush, rush the pass or create havoc in the, in the, in the run game and do a lot of different things. So what, what you really want to do is find a way to slow them down in the screen game, on um, bu- bubble screens, um, spread the ball out wide so that they, they can't rush the same. It, it changes things up for them. Now they have to come in and they have to think during their pass rush, is it going to be a screen? So you got to find different ways, different ways to do that. And when you got to, a struggling offensive line out the bears have been pretty solid for most of the year but yesterday i mean i don't know oh, maybe it's the brown maybe it's the browns or just was it was a complete collapse on on that side but um just finding different ways to you may have to keep a few guys in because you got a young quarterback you 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 don't know what he's going to be like in his first game so you got to find ways to protect them and i don't feel like um they were able to do that early on have there ever been times maybe in, in practice and or game in your past experience where you're just kind of, you know, you're going through it and man, this guy's just like kicking my ass. You know what I mean? This guy's kicking my ass. And and what did you maybe do to make any kind of adjustment? And what did you maybe learn from, you know, those smaller experiences like that? If pass pro, I think some of the situations are when you get in a set, some guys, they wait too much to see what the defender is going to do. So once you get in that defensive mode, now you put yourself in a situation, they got you where they want you. They can do whatever they want to you. So being being aggressive in your in your past pro, I think a lot of times can help these guys. So once you get in that, that mode where you're kind of in your own head, you already put it in your mind like this guy's a great pass rusher. I, I don't want to get beat by him. Well, you already beat once that's in your head. Like you got the capabilities to beat this guy. That's the reason why you're out here playing. And I think that that's one of the things that, that helps guys a lot. It's the NFL. You got some guys, you can do everything right. You're Aaron Donalds, you're Miles Garrett, and they're still going to beat you. And I've had – I played a guy when we were at um, Florida State. He was just in great position. He had you by, like, 60 pounds. Like, <laughs> coach, coach, I don't know what to do. 
<laughs> well, and yeah, because I think the the natural reaction, and trust me, I've had plenty of anger about this Bears loss, is to you know get look at it and look at and be all pessimistic about it. But I think these are really like kind of teaching lessons, even for professional athletes, right? And kind of what you're saying a little bit is. I think a little bit of what happened to the bears against the Browns was I think that they were so focused on what miles Garrett and maybe Jadavian Clowney and that defensive front seven was going to do that. Maybe they stopped kind of paying attention of what they were capable of. And maybe, you know, sometimes if you're expecting bad things to happen in a certain spot, those bad things will maybe come to you instead of like you said, you know, maybe sticking to some fundamentals, you know, trying to, you know, maybe change things up a little bit. You know, the Bears clearly did not go sideline to sideline at any point. And, you know, maybe that's something that hopefully the coaching staff can look towards and maybe something that Justin Fields can learn from. What do you think Justin Fields learned from a game like this where you just, I don't know, you just kind of get your head kicked in a little bit. And, you know, you know what maybe mentally or physically does Justin Fields need to learn from this last performance? I think um, there's a lot that he can take away from this game. Looking back at looking back at film, he's going to see some times where, um, the pocket got the pocket collapsed and maybe he could have got the ball out faster. Some of the stats he's going to look back and say, man, that's on me. I got to get the ball out. Um, I got to stay in the pocket or just be um, be more calm in certain situations because I know when that, that rush gets to you early as a young guy, you can get a little jittery. So maybe a few situations where he'll look back and say, man, I let the, I let the rush from earlier in the game get to me. I had time to stay in the pocket and get rid of this ball and make something happen. So he's going to look back at this and he's going to see some positives where he, where he can definitely grow from. I want to ask you one more question on the bears. I want to get to a little general NFL, if that's all right. Um, so my final one is there's a lot of stuff kind of sort of leaking out now over the last 24 hours. The first one is, you know, there's a stat where the bears only had 47 net yards in the game and they ran 40 plays, which is 1.1 yards per play. It's historically bad. Something that Jimmy Graham tweeted, retweeted last night which was kind of interesting. A lot of times during the game, demonstrably, you know, Allen Robinson, who's only got 84 yards through the first three games, was kind of, you know, just really, really frustrated on the sidelines, wasn't getting the football enough. And then you also have a video of Nick Foles on the sideline to Andy Dalton, literally mouthing the words, this offense isn't working to Andy Dalton. So my question for you is, and you've been in locker rooms before, I'm sure fans interested to hear, how does that work? How does the hierarchy work? You know, you got a guy like Jimmy Graham. He's caught dozens of touchdowns in the NFL. Allen Robinson, respected Pro Bowl receiver. Are these guys allowed to offer their advice in a game plan? Were you ever able to maybe talk to a coach and be like, Coach, I know you want me to run that play, but I'm just telling you, man, this isn't working. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I. I is there a way for the players to talk with the coach and collaborate to create a game plan that works to both sides and maybe satisfies both? And I don't know, is, how does that work in the NFL? Um, Just ball in general. The great coaches, they usually go to their guys and ask them like, man, do you like this call in this situation? And the guy be like, no. Like you see it all the time with Brady or some of these other quarterbacks, they'll make a call and they'll be like, no, I don't like that. And so and you get some of these coaches with egos and their ego kind of drives them out of the league fast. So if you got players that are openly expressing their dislike for the for the scheme, then maybe you have a situation where you where you got your head coach, your, your leader, whoever's making the play calls has ego and he's not leaning on these guys for their input. Everything he does is right. And when you get a situation like that, that's where you lose the locker room. 
Uh, just in general, do you still have high hopes for Justin Fields? Did you like him as a player coming out of college? And do you think he has a bright future? Oh, yeah. Well, coming out of college, that just that Clemson game, I've seen him in college, but the Clemson game, it showed me, like, you put the right things around him. He's, the sky's the limit for that guy. But um, when you got what you seen yesterday, and then you got a combination of that, what you said with Allen Robinson, Nick Foles, it's it's more it's more to it's more to it than than that. They got to put the right tools around them to be successful, and that's coaching staff, whatever the case may be, because it seems like a lot of guys aren't happy right now. No, they certainly aren't. And now they play a Lions team next week, which on paper the Bears in theory should beat. But the Lions have been playing hard football all season long for head coach Dan Campbell. I don't think it'll be as easy of a game as maybe Bears fans would like to think. And the line before the season went from 10 and now it's down to three and a half. So I think a lot of people think that it might be a pretty close game pretty quickly. I just want to get your thoughts on the, the NFL in general. Just um, the first three weeks of the season. We're taping this before Eagles Cowboys Monday Night Football, so we're not going to be able to maybe get a chance to touch on that one. Um, is there a team out there that's kind of surprised you? You know, maybe we can start with you know, do you think the Carolina Panthers are for real? For example, you know, they're three and zero, and Sam Darnold's playing well. Yeah, man, I know that defense is for real. We we yeah. got to see um Sam Darnold in a pressure situation before we um make that decision. He he looks a lot better, and it shows you that like like what we talked about organization being in the right situation matters and I mean at the Jets they were about to quit on him and now he looks like a completely different quarterback some of the shoot the best numbers of his career and um they they definitely look good but I want to see him in a pressure situation definitely have some guys over there on the defensive side but you got to see him in a pressure situation um team that shocked me to be honest I I don't want to say shocked because they were a solid team last year but I didn't know that um, Matthew Stafford was going to come over there and make that much of a difference for the Rams. Like yeah. yesterday, and I can't, don't, let, let me not forget um, Deshaun Jackson because. I, I was going to say, how awesome, honestly, dude, like when he's healthy, he's honestly straight up one of my favorite players to watch the last decade easy. I, I may be wrong, but I don't think the Rams, like they've had Robert Woods and I forgot the guy that they had before with Robert Woods. Um, yeah, they but, had Cooper Cup, and then they had uh, they had Reynolds last year. Reynolds, uh, yeah. Okay. Are, you, are you thinking of a veteran? I'm not sure, but um, I think he may be the first like true deep threat that they've had. I have to look back at the numbers, but uh, I'm look back at the past few years. But man, Is yesterday Tavon Austin, maybe Tavon Austin of years previous. Yeah, but Tavon Austin yeah. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, he's the first, like, true deep threat receiver that they've had. And when you mix in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, it takes this offense to a new level. And I was just watching that yesterday. And I remember the game from last year. I was like, the Rams, I remember in the playoffs, I was worried because the Bucks, the Bucks. I grew up, that was my team in Florida. I went, man, the Bucks played the Rams. They gave them trouble in the regular season. I don't see how they blocked Drake, um, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey gave them fits. So seeing that all again last year, I was like, man, the Rams may just have the Bucks number. That's what I was that that's what I was looking at. But that's definitely one of the teams that surprised me. Um, one of the games that shocked me from yesterday was the Chiefs. They always play them tough, but yesterday they really had Mahomes rattled. Yeah, that's a great call. So uh, I'm assuming the Bucks are still your team. I mean, I know you're based in Florida. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like the Bucks, but it's not like how it was when I was younger. Like that's my squad, but when I was younger, it was that hard. Now I, I just like watching good games. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so wait, do you go all the way back to like Sean King and like WD forty Buccaneers or a little yeah, bit? Sean King, yeah, those days. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love I love those squads. They played really smart. That was uh, Tony Dungy's style. Yeah, my, my my interesting thing with the Rams, just from an NFC North guy, is that I can definitely see a scenario where a month from now they're still maybe like six and one, seven and one, and everyone's like Matthew Stafford's an MVP. I'm just saying right now. I'm just curious to see Stafford needs to stay healthy. Uh, you know, he's, he's, it's, it's either one thing where he gets hurt, like, you know, through just playing the game of football. And then there's another thing where weird stuff will happen. He banged his thumb on a helmet last year, tore his ligaments and that thumb fractured his back. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of football left to be played in terms of the Buccaneers. I'm with you. That was a really interesting game, but I, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to lose for the next couple months. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty, next, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a breeze for the next um few months. Yeah, so maybe get that win out of the way and do one of those things where you kind of draw the attention to you know the fact that hey, we can lose any week and maybe you know tighten things up moving forward. What's your take on uh, you know especially as a former running back? What do you think is going through Najee Harris's mind right now on the Pittsburgh Steelers with an offense that's kind of falling apart? They're really depending on him to be you know kind of that bell cow and the offensive line. He really hasn't played well. Do you think the Steelers are a team that can bounce back? Are you seeing some stuff that doesn't really trend very well right now? Yeah, right now, man, usually for the Steelers, they're one of those teams that they show it early. Um, You have some teams that build later in the season, but, man, I don't – Steelers right now, it's looking like they're going to be in that rebuild there. Ben Ben isn't looking like Ben, and then they're leaning on on a rookie. When have you ever heard that in, in Steelers country? Yeah, you know, on um, still a nation like so, it doesn't it doesn't even make sense. The fact that we're even saying they're leaning on Najee Harris lets you know that they have problems over there. Do you have a favorite running back in the NFL right now? Um, shoot, man, my guy, man, that Davin Cook, man. That, yeah, that, that's, that's my back. Um, yeah, I'm 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 rocking with him to the wheels fall off. You think he's gonna be healthy next week for all the fantasy people out there? Maybe monitoring a situation. Um, I don't. I I haven't really checked in on the injury. I don't know how bad it bad it was. I just knew he was out. Um, yes. Um, yesterday. So, um, if he is, you already know. Put start him. Yeah, exactly. They're an interesting squad, man. I mean, the results haven't quite been there. Obviously, they came up with a big win against the Seahawks, thirty to seventeen yesterday. But they can kind of move the ball however they want, and with him right in the middle, a dude who's a threat to put up two hundred all-purpose yards and a couple touchdowns every single week. I don't know how to feel about them. Would you say their arrow is pointing up or pointing down right now with the Vikings? I mean, they're off. I say it's up. Yeah. Um, yesterday, yesterday, I went into the game not knowing how they would respond without them. And like you said, it was like, man, this this team can, you said it, hit it spot on. They can move the ball. Like, you don't want to say they don't need him because he adds so much more to that offense. But they can, they can find ways to win without, if they have to just pass the ball. So, um, it, it was interesting to see yesterday, and I definitely think once he gets back and he gets he gets healthy, that's a team that you got to look out for. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be foolish because I think Alexander Madison had like 112 rushing yards or something like that yesterday. Anyone out there yeah. that's like, hey, you can just plug anyone back there and it'll be fine. I, I, I completely disagree. It's nice that he can be a productive player when Cook is out, but man, Cook has got that home run threat. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, that dude... That dude can do it all. I mean, I, I, I'd be hard-pressed. I know he's your favorite player, but yeah, man. I mean, outside of him and, I don't know, maybe McCaffrey, those are the one-two players that you'd probably start a team with running back-wise in the NFL. Oh, Henry. Henry's a, a monster, too. 
dude so so henry henry blows my mind right because every year he just he racks up what 350 400 touches and everyone runs the stats of like oh he's gonna wear down and he doesn't wear down at all man you got to have a lot of respect for him you got to look at the way he trains in the offseason i think he prepares himself for that heavy load and he's a he's a big guy it's hard for a guy that size size to wear down like I don't even think most of those hits he's feeling, to be honest with you. Like, I've seen him run through Darius Leonard um, mm-hmm. yesterday, completely through him. So, I mean, the way the way he trains and how he's built, he's a guy that can handle that load. Uh, did you have a preseason Super Bowl prediction, and how's that looking right now? Um, I was I was looking at the matchup from last year, to be honest. Bucks, Bucks <laughs> Chiefs, that's, that's what I was looking at. But I, I knew that the teams that you kind of sprinkle in were some of the same teams from last year. Um, Rams, and they're looking like they're off to a good start. Then the Ravens and some of those teams. But we'll see how it goes. The Bills look great. Yeah. Um, so my, my final question for you, Freddie Stevenson, man, thank you so much for coming back on the pod. Great talking to you again. We're going to plug all of your stuff because I want our listeners to be able to not only just enjoy the content that you put up, but be able to help support the good word that you're putting out there. You know, as – it's it's sad for me to say that the last time that we talked, I was hoping that the next time that we talked, things in life would feel maybe a little bit more normal. Uh, they're not necessarily still going that way. I think a lot of people are still going through a lot of stuff. And I just want to ask you from like a mental health perspective, what advice can you maybe impart upon some people? Because now that some of the more intense maybe more traumatic events have happened now we're kind of in this place where everyone is sort of maybe i don't know caught in between or trying to figure out what to do next i mean they run numbers every day we still have millions of people without jobs in america right now good people people that want to work hard in this life and just based on your experience and the stuff that you've been able to talk to about people that have resonated with your work in your book what kind of advice can you impart to people right now that just maybe feel a little stuck that maybe need a little bit of a pick-me-up that need you know, just just to continue to keep that 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 fire inside of their spirit burning, and hopefully come out the other side successful. Yeah, man, I think um, yeah, the, the times I thought we would they would be better, but one of one of the things that I prided myself on is, is embracing embracing the struggle. Um, some of some of my some of the mo- my most creative work has came when I was ba- my back was against the wall, and just got to a point like man, like. You're feeling sorry for yourself. You don't know what to do. It's like, man, nobody's coming to save me. Nobody's coming to save me right now. I got to find a way out of this. And just understanding that greatness greatness lies in each and every one of us. And stop selling yourself short. I know a lot of us, um, we, we lost jobs and we had that to lean on as a safety net. But now is the time for you to tap into that creativity. All right, if you're without a job, okay, Keep, keep applying the jobs, keep applying the jobs. But in the meantime, everything happens for a reason. There's a lesson in everything. Man, I seen um, a person from my hometown, they lost their job and they were in a situation like that, man, depressed. And now they're making like $200,000 a year making like design stuff. Like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and they lost their job during the pandemic. They were only making like forty thousand dollars. So just um embrace embracing that and and understanding that you you have greatness in you, and that's what a lot of people I know a lot of people's confidence has been shaken up. They lost their jobs. It has nothing to do with you. This is this world is a business, 
and it has nothing to do with you. And those skills that got you the job, the skills that had you working for so long, tap into those and yeah. tap into that creativity, the dreams, the aspiration that you had before, before that you couldn't tap into because you were too busy at work. You get home and you can't tap into it. Couldn't really invest into your dreams. Tap into everything right now. While you're waiting on those jobs to call you back, tap into it so that when they do call, now you're on the phone. You're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. So um, that's that's the biggest thing right now. Um, just find, understanding that everything happens for a reason. I know it. I know it's tough, but there, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to change your perspective. Thank you so much for sharing that because yeah, I completely agree. I've tried to continuously teach my own mindset of, you know, for a lot of people, everyone's always like, you know, when am I going to get my chance? When am I going to get my opportunity? When my question is, you know, each day is a gift. Are you going to be ready for that chance and that opportunity when it comes knocking? And that's, that's what I want. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to get that opportunity. It's another thing to take it and run with it and maybe, you know, none better example than, than your story. Maybe one day you sat around being like, man, I'm, wondering if you know man my story you know my my story should be a documentary well you wrote a book which now became successful which now maybe one day become a documentary you know what i'm saying without a doubt and another thing i wanted to add is this yeah. is a post I, I made on twitter the other day um everybody wants to experience the harvest but the, the reality is this everybody's not going to experience the harvest during the season so for some of us that's it's our season of waiting and during your season of waiting, focus on your personal growth. Um, focus on becoming the best person you can become physically, mentally, spiritually, so that once it is your season of harvest, you can take it and run with it and have a beautiful harvest. And don't try to rush things through your, during your um, season of waiting because oftentimes people will try to rush and they'll miss out on things that, that they should have learned so that they don't, and then they end up in a situation where they don't get to experience the harvest that they were supposed to experience. Oh man, I love that. I love that so much. Freddie Stevenson, my friend, thank you so much for coming back, man. Um, I, I re I'm really thankful you were able to make the time, man. You're, you're a busy man. I'm glad like Larry Fink hooked us up in the first place and you're getting to come back and be able to spread the good word. I'm always rooting for you, dude. Everything that you do that you put on there, man, makes me so happy to see you whenever you're out in the community or whether it is Struggle Made 105 with the clothing line, whether it is Trials of Triumph, man, just keep doing the great work, man. You're doing awesome. Um, I'm always rooting for you. I know a bunch of other people are supporting you before, uh, before you go though, please, um, besides, you know, yeah, struggle made one Oh five trials of triumph, anything else, any other ways, uh, that other people can check out your content, get involved right now, please let us know. Yeah. Um, you said the struggle made one Oh five following me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, of course, checking out, checking out my book on Amazon trials to triumph. I think a lot of people resonate with that. And like you said, we're, we're going through tough times and, um, I dropped the price is fifteen fifteen dollars now, no longer twenty, and I'm, I'll probably do um another drop on it soon. But um, it's definitely it's definitely worth it. And using those fifteen dollars to ultimately change your life because I know it's crazy to say because I wrote the book, but reading my story, I remember crying out tears, and then getting to the end of the book, just reliving those moments. It's like I was ready to move on to that next phase of my life. So I know it's going to ultimately change your life. I know it's a lot of people have reached out and said that it's changed theirs. So anybody that's struggling and looking for a pick me up, um, definitely check it out. And the holidays are coming up right around the corner too as well. Excellent gift item. Definitely make sure you guys check that out. Freddie, man, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, I want to say 
maybe you are in the mode of your harvest right now, but I think there's bigger things coming, man. I think maybe you're still just continuously pushing and moving forward. I really appreciate you taking the time. Always great to see you. Maybe we'll have you back again sometime. It'd be great. Man, listen, anytime you want me on, I'll come on. Yeah, Freddie. I say it's not a lot of it's not a lot a lot of shows that I come on and it's a fun time and I feel like it's a genuine vibe. But when I come on here, I'm watching. I feel like everything's good. Oh, dude, I appreciate you, man. That just made my day, dude. Thank you so much for saying that. And I love having you on, man. I've been thinking about it for a long time. I'm glad we were able to connect. And yeah, man, the football season's long, man. I love getting your perspectives on the NFL. um, And I love just catching in and just making sure everyone gets to know all the great work you're doing, man. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Right on. Today's episode of Bet on Chicago with Joy Christopoulos was presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Also brought to you by Balance7PH Supplement, partnering with Believe all season long with some great products that help out your immune health and, you know, just your normal health in general. And also brought to you by Play Action Pools. Look, if you can't be in the office this year, you can still win money off your coworkers. Go to Play Action Pools and go into their Survivor Office Pools right now. Thank you so much for checking out this pod. We got tons of content coming up the next week and a half. Baseball, hoops, hockey, and of course, NFL. Until then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. And remember, when in doubt, always bet on Chicago. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.